This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The down on the docks on the other side of the tracks, dive bar style podcast, Evan, about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, wherever else you're getting that podcast action from, we're not worried about it. As long as you're liking, subscribing, and being a good listener and a great community member to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, as long as uh, you know you're doing that, and same thing on YouTube. We're down with that. Also, if you haven't said hello, hit us up on the socials. Or if you got something strongly worded to say or pitch or a, a guest idea, hit us up at ryebreadandmustardpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you like the gear, head on over to at simply.core on Etsy or on IG. All right, that's all the house cleaning today. Fun episode. It is Friday. It's Felix Friday or happy Felix Friday day. Uh, the... Felix Hernandez, Mariners Hall of Fame weekend is about to go down. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so we thought, hey, that would probably be a great time to talk about Felix Hernandez and just kind of bullshit about him and his career and what he's meant and some memories we had of him. And, of course, I'm here to do that with, and here's the big reveal. Hanno up in Edmond. What's up, Hanno? Hey, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Happy Felix Day to you. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard that saying in a while. Every five days yeah. for many years, that was the case for the Seattle Mariners. Wow. Uh, it's sure going to be a great weekend to uh, acknowledge his career and what he did for the Seattle Mariners and the community. Uh, it's it's going to be a great weekend to uh, watch a hot Mariner baseball club and uh, follow along and see uh, Felix inducted into the Mariners Hall of Fame. Yeah, so speaking of Fe- back to Happy Felix Day, what was that? all about did people everybody wore a felix jersey it's kind of like blue friday with the seahawks you know i really don't know um i don't know if it went that far but you know felix was our you know one and only kind of hope for for uh, the starting pitcher there for many uh many years and uh, everybody just said that to each other because they knew uh that was our best chance every fifth day when he took the hill that we had a chance to win yeah, so it was just more of a a saying like Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy, well, I'm using all these real holidays, but yeah, okay, how about Happy Hump Day? It's Hump Day. It's Friday. It's Casual Mondays. It was uh, Happy Felix Day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, there could be something more to it. I'm just not aware of it, but yeah, Happy Felix Day.
How'd you feel this day? Oh, you remembered. Happy Felix Day, boys. Happy Felix Day. Happy Felix Day. Happy Felix Day, buddy. Uh, so listen, Felix Hernandez, uh, to me is got to be one of, if not the best, you know, Mariners tenured pitcher that we had. I know we had Randy Johnson there. We also had uh, Jamie Moyer, and then probably we got a spot waiting to be on Mount Rushmore. Maybe to, maybe these guys squeeze those guys out. I don't know, but as of right now, I would say like Felix has got to be up there in the top two or three starting pitchers to ever pitch for the Mariners, if not the best. Yeah, no question. Um, comes up as a 19-year-old um, with a lot of fanfare. Uh, yeah, he's definitely up there. I mean, the thing when I think about Felix, besides all his accomplishments on the field, was uh, just that he was he wanted to be in Seattle. He was one of us, you know, a Seattleite. Uh, even though my favorite player of all time, Ken Griffey Jr., got to remember he had one one team on his list, and that was Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Reds. Felix was never like that. He was all about Seattle, and he wasn't going to leave. And I got a a big big spot in my heart for him. Yeah, he wanted to be here. I mean, we go back in time when he signed his extension. He was emotional. He was raw. He was he was what all Seattle fans felt like um, when he explained why he wanted to be here. And we were sure happy, fortunate, and grateful to be able to watch him go out every fifth day and give his all like he did. Kind of feels silly right there saying probably two, top two or top three. It's probably number one. I mean, yes, Randy Johnson is in a whole other stratosphere but we're just talking just during the mariners during the mariners you maybe have to put him in front of randy johnson and then jamie moyer didn't have all these all-star selections and these uh you know cy young votes or cy young award um so i mean felix is definitely you know whatever you think the greatest president is on the Mount Rushmore, that's who, that's who they are. But I would say there's right now, there's only those three that I think are worthy of maybe throwing them up on there. And, you know, maybe this next group, we look like we have a few candidates that could be great Mariners pitchers. We'll just have to see how long their careers go. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, Randy, he played for multiple teams. So did uh, Jamie. Felix, you know, uh, played his whole career with the Mariners up until the end there, which was unfortunate. You always want your heroes and your favorite pitchers to stay with the organization, but that's baseball. It's also a business. So, I mean, I guess the way I look at it is I, I don't even consider Felix, you know, playing with the or being part of the Baltimore and Atlanta Brave organization. No. Um, so, uh, and, and, you know, and as you mentioned, the Cy Youngs and the accolades, uh, yeah, Randy Johnson had a lot of them, uh, won some titles with other teams, you know, got the Mariners on the map in 95. Uh, but Felix, uh, he won some Cy Youngs. He, he didn't have the supporting cast that uh, Randy had at times and the success team-wise. So uh, it, it's it's a really hard conversation for me to have and kind of pinpoint, but I, I, I agree with you that Felix is definitely one or two, uh, one A, one B, I guess, as far as Mariner pitchers. Yeah, and then 
I think in number three is Jamie Moyer. Jamie Moyer. I might take heat because people don't, you know, he didn't throw fast, but he went out there and he did his job. And, you know, he was a 20 game winner for your organization. You got to kind of got to acknowledge that also was there probably at the right time, you know, definitely fit into the system where Felix is a pitcher. Unfortunately that pitched in the worst times for the Mariners, as far as post uh, the 2001 team. Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned with Jamie Moyer, I mean, he Felix will be going into the Hall of Fame, which Jamie Moyer, uh, Mariner Hall of Fame, which Jamie Moyer is a part of. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. He's got to be in the conversation. Uh, I mean, look, from 2009 to 2015, this guy, again, had an all-star selection except for one year. And the year he won the Cy Young Award, he wasn't even on an all-star team. In that span right there that I just mentioned, the yes, that's the only year he wasn't an all-star. Uh, I think you'll trade that for for not for all-star snub. I'm sure he got snubbed. Uh, and, you know, so you're talking six years of pretty much dominance. And you can almost throw, you know, the, his back end of uh, 2008 in there as well. So I think, you know, from about... 2008 till 2015 i mean i used to play fantasy baseball he would be one if not the top pitcher to take this people came and gone maybe as the top guy maybe it was johan santana you know maybe it was roy holiday at one point but felix was always that guy that was right in there yeah i mean when you talked about all-star games what what popped into my head right away was the fact that we had a Mariner starting an all-star game. I mean, that's just incredible to, to have the, that type of guy with that kind of stuff to start an all-star game on the biggest stage. Um, and he's a Seattle Mariner. And he, and when people thought of the Seattle Mariners, they thought of Felix Hernandez, uh, like you mentioned. Uh, incredible stuff. Uh, good fastball. Great, great uh off-speed pitches, including his wicked changeup. I mean, he just had the stuff, and the thing about him, he had that charisma on the mound. A lot of what you see now with Julio Rodriguez out on the field, he 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 enjoyed the fans. He he gave the fans that extra energy, and the fans fed off of it, and he appreciated the fans. He was such a joy to watch on the hill. Uh, just an incredible talent. We were very fortunate to watch him pitch as much as we did. Like you said, I mean, there was a, there was a times when he went seven innings multiple times um, and just gave everything he had to this organization. He was a true, true Mariner. And I'm so excited that he's going into the Mariner Hall of Fame. It's well, well-deserved. I mean, Felix had 11 shutouts as a pitcher and complete games, 25. Unheard Are you going to see? Yeah, you're not going to see George Kirby and Logan or Wu or Miller or anybody, anybody on the Mariners pitching staff right now, which might be the best pitching staff we've ever had. None of those guys are probably going to have 11 shutout complete game victories and or 25 complete games because it's just not the way the game is played right now. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and, uh, you know, you talked earlier about, you know, Hall of Fame, Randy Johnson. I mean, you have to think if Felix, you know, he lost a lot of, you know, wins and other accolades along the way. Um, 
maybe he could have been a Hall of Famer if things would have went the right way. But uh, here nor there, he's a Mariner Hall of Famer. Uh, a lot of memories of him pitching. I know we'll talk about some of our favorites. Um, and so, but yeah, I I just can't talk good enough about Felix Hernandez. Well, I'm going to make you talk even more good about him. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Because we're about to get into uh, something that really there's there's nothing you can say bad about it. It's this perfect game. We're coming up on 11 years. I believe next week will be the, yes, it's August 15th. Last year, they celebrated 10 years from that day. Uh, do you remember that day? It was just kind of like a what was it like a Thursday or a Wednesday, just afternoon game? I do. I remember working and listening to the radio on the way home and, you know, tuning in and just could not believe what I was hearing. I mean, Tampa Bay was a pretty good squad that year as well, from what I remember. Um, But not only just throwing a no hitter, but a perfect game and the way he expressed his gratitude and just joy after that final out and the way he did it, striking the guy out. I mean, it was, it was, it couldn't have been written any better. Yeah. I kind of had the same experience where I, I started to listen to it, but I didn't get into it later into the game because it was just one of those seasons where I wasn't hanging on to every game and I didn't have a podcast, but I was headed to the gym, of course. Right. You know, I was going in there to get my pump on and uh, an old friend of mine who's no longer with us, uh, Tim Riley, he's a great guy former uh, Nebraska Cornhusker football player, older gentleman. He like uh, had my phone number because he knew me from uh, this place I bartended at the time. He called. Yeah. He texted me and he goes, Hey, he goes, Hey, you better turn on the game. One of your Mariners is about to throw a no hitter. And uh, (laughs) I turned, I turned it on and I was just like, I went into the gym and I actually had a trainer (laughs) at the time, like a personal trainer at the time that I was working out with. And I was like, I got to play this, you know, while it was going on, he didn't like the idea of me doing that, but I did it anyways. Um, but so that's how I, I saw this. And then it was crazy because in the gym they would have, even though this was down in Southern California, you know, they'd have ESPN on or whatever. And this is like breaking news, you know? So it was on the, it was on the, uh, the flat screens, but my, the radio was like a little, or my feed was like, at times in front of it and then at times behind it. So I like figured it all out. I don't know, doing a set of jump squats or something that I, I didn't want to do. When you go and you watch this clip back, uh, the pose is probably the one thing that always etches into your mind, which came, uh, came to be just a very famous pose. And I'm hoping 
we're going to get some kind of announcement someday that that may be a statue around T-Mobile Park. You know, you, you, you think about the other two people right now, okay? Edgar and, and Griffey. Um, and Dave. And Dave. Uh, all of them are in the Hall of Fame. We'll see. It might take a little bit of time, but I still think, Felix, there might be a place for him in the Hall of Fame someday. It depends how they look at the game and the eras and stuff like that. We just talked about that run that he went on, and he had no run support. But the thing that just calls out to me as a statue, it could be just Mariner uh, greats as well. Um, I don't know what the what the you know bar for getting a statue is, but if you go by poses, this is a statue right here. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I didn't th think about that, that aspect of being in the Hall of Fame. It's hard to say if that is a, some sort of criteria for the uh, Mariners in doing that. But yeah, he that that deserves to be right along that row there outside on the uh, south end of T-Mobile Park. Uh, yeah, that would be a great statue. I mean, you got Dumper's home run, the clincher. You got, you know, the double and the slide. And you got this. I know Randy Johnson threw a no-hitter. I know Randy Johnson helped us clinch the West, so maybe that one's up there uh, when he came in at the end of the game, also in game five. All right, so there you go. There's your, like, five moments. Uh, go ahead, Hanno. No, I was going to say, you know, maybe before they even do that, I mean, it, it would be nice to see the number 34 be retired possibly before that, you know, up along with the other numbers that are retired. Um, just saying, you know, I mean, that would, he, he certainly would deserve his number to be retired in my opinion. I do too. I do too. You don't see, I haven't seen anybody with 34. Um, uh, same thing. You don't really ever see 19 is Jay Buhner's retired. No, it's just kind of not used. Obviously Edgar's is retired. Griffey's is retired. You know who else did, uh, who wore number four, uh, 34. We had a, a you had, uh, Freddie Garcia. Yeah. He wore 34. And I think because, that's why. Because, Felix, yeah, exactly. You're right. Felix wore that for, but we also, uh, had a guest on the, on our show upcoming here that also wore number 34. He was a second baseman. No kidding. He wore that for the Mariners. Not 1992 we didn't get that to that in the discussion that will be airing next week but yeah uh, if you go watch brett boone's very first home run he's wearing number 34 then the next year he wore five and then he switched to 29 but uh yeah 34 so there's a little trivia question uh if you want to be like which one of these mariners wore number 34 felix hernandez a b freddie garcia c brett boone d butch husky you know uh the but, wrong answer would be butch husky yeah but in in that in that order of that happened felix is the last one to wear that number absolutely yes absolutely number 34 is the last number um there's actually a really good article if you want to go read one it's a 10 year it's uh it's on lwos it's last or last word on sports uh i i read a really nice article that they put together for last year. It's just kind of like breaking down how the day was and what was going on. Uh, so go check that out. Um, also you can watch that clip on um, YouTube and I'm sure you'll see it a million times this weekend. You know, what's crazy is uh, I always thought in my head uh, that Dave Niehaus 
was part of this, but then it wasn't, this was post Dave Niehaus. This was uh, Rick Riz. And then you had Dave Sims on, on the TV call, I believe. Yes, but we can bring up another highlight that Dave, you're correct. We can bring up another highlight that in Felix's career that was very dramatic that Dave was a part of. It happened back at old Shea Stadium. The bases were loaded. There was a young right-hander that had to bat facing what? Johan Santana. And he took him bridge off in the right field for a grand salami. Yeah. His fellow countrymen, his yeah. fellow countrymen, and the guy that was kind of like the right-handed new Johan, because Johan was the, another one of those guys I loved in fantasy, you know? Great uh, pitcher, Johan's yeah. Great pitcher. But yeah, it, it, Dave Niehaus definitely was a part of some iconic moments of Felix, no doubt, but he did unfortunately miss out on the perfect game. But the Grand Slam call is the shit. Oh, it was awesome. He's one for eight. He got his base hit down in San Diego and sends a drive to deep right center field. That baby is going to be fly away. Get out the rye bread and mustard grandma. The Mariners first grand slam of the year comes from Felix Hernandez. My, oh my, unbelievable. How about that? Jumped on the first pitch. That's got to be the thrill of a lifetime. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. I listen. I don't know if we're gonna. I think we could be okay with that. I mean, Odyssey's an MLB partner, so we'll let we'll let the lawyers and everybody else figure <laughs> figure that out. But damn, that call with Dave it does just it gives you chills because you know you 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 do. I always equate a lot of the calls that he made with the or the like the earlier teams, but uh, no, Dave was this shit you know we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for dave yeah i mean we've talked about it i mean we grew up listening to him that's what helped us grow our mariner fandom was listening to him on tv on kstw or on the uh flagship radio station so yeah all those iconic moments and we'll hear them i'm sure this weekend when they play them back um because Mariners do a great job during their uh, induction into their Mariner Hall of Fame. And that's what I really look forward to the most. I love watching those on Saturday when they bring all the guys back. Uh, they bring out Felix. You know, he gets to do his speech. His family's there. Um, he gets his blue Mariner sport coat. I mean, it's it's a really cool thing. And, uh, yeah, to go back through all those highlights and hear the calls by our wonderful um, play-by-play announcers on radio and TV throughout the years. I mean, it, it brings back so many memories, and that's what makes being a Mariner baseball fan so great. You know how you were talking? We all know about the perfect game. We did, we talked about it perfectly, I think. And uh, <laughs> I would sure agree. Be, yeah, there's going to be a perfect. <laughs> the Mariners The Mariners have to top us this weekend. That, that's the bar. No, please, yes. God, if that's the bar, that you know, they, no. Uh, one other quick thing about the, the perfect game. Do you remember the catcher? Here's a trivia question. Who the catcher was that was catching them that day? I do. And the reason I remember who caught Felix was because he bought this catcher a Rolex watch in appreciation for him catching and calling his perfect game. And that was John Jaso. Yep. John Jaso. So that I wonder if he's going to be here uh 
you know, talking about it because listen, we're we're gonna move on from it, but uh that's a good poll we, though. I think it I it think is. there's a good possibility. I would give it a I'm giving it a seventy five percent chance he is there. Okay. All right. So he's gonna is he gonna be there or do, or is he the kind of guy they're like, we're just gonna do a video package with you? Well, or I uh, think the, you know, I think the Mariners should fly him up and take him roll out the red carpet and everything. Well, you know how the Mariners do. They have the Hall of Fame sitting behind him uh, and guys. And then off to the third base side, they have a group with, uh, you know, friends and stuff and other former players. So I could see him being uh, in that group. But, yeah, if he can't make it or has, has other commitments, no doubt he'll be part of the video tribute, I would imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, there's the perfect game, obviously. But there is many games that, you know, Felix uh, just – etched his memory of just being just a Mariners warrior of a pitcher in my brain. And one of them is like, I think when he was on the map or finally there on the map nationally where people know, and that was in April of uh, 20, no. Yeah. It was in April of 2007, April 11th to be exact 2007 at Boston. I remember this. It was on ESPN. I'm living down here. Uh, and so anytime there was like a national game, of course, I was all on it. And like the whole game wasn't even centered around the Mariners or Felix Hernandez. The Mariners ended up having like a surprisingly good run in 2007, but they they weren't looked at as any sort of type of contender. Uh, this whole game being on e ESPN was about Dice K. This was a whole Dice K game, and the Mariners came out there, and Felix Hernandez, you know, throws a complete game, one hitter against them, and this was like three days before his 21st birthday, so he couldn't even legally go out and have a drink after he did uh -huh. this. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. That jogged my memory, too. He had incredible games, it seems like, when the Mariners went back east and played the Red Sox, like you mentioned. He had that game. And I always feel like he always had a really good game when he went into New uh, into Yankee Stadium and faced the Yankees too. Uh, he just had some extra juice that he wanted to prove and put himself on the map. Uh, he just had that it factor in him, and it brought the best out of him. And uh, like you said, that game back in Boston, um, a one hitter. I mean, the Red Sox, a story. I mean, franchise. look at this lineup. Look yeah. at this night lineup. This is like. Look, obviously Big Poppy, Manny Ramirez, Kevin Euclid, J.D. Drew, the good, like when J.D. Drew was balling. You also had Dustin Pedroia. Uh, I mean, at one point, he had 11 in a row, and uh, it was a one-hitter. A one-hitter. He became the sixth pitcher in club history, the first in 19 years to throw a shutout at Fenway with that. So, I mean, he has a lot of these records that are – you know, I think a little bit covered up by maybe just not having a strong end to his, his career. You know, he kind of he kind of had like a career of like a really good running back, you know, more years. But where you go from just being so dominant to kind of coming coming down off the cliff, you know. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, the way I remember Felix's career is it towards the end, like you mentioned, you know, they kind of. I mean, with every pitcher, you know, they tail off a little bit, but it seems like from what I remember, 
they were kind of wanted to change him a little bit or he wasn't so wanting to adapt and use his skills as he got older, but I still was incredible. And more, more years than not, he was the Felix that we're, we're going to remember this weekend as he goes into the uh, Mariner hall of fame. And also I, I, if he goes in the hall of fame, does his alter ego go into his hall of fame? Uh, we're talking about Larry Bernandez. We actually talked a little bit about the Larry Bernandez with uh, Jim Copacino. Uh, here's a little refresher of that. How was it working with Felix? How did this Larry Bernandez uh, thing happen? Was that something from him? Was that something from you guys that you pitched? How did that come about? Well, that I, was a thing. I got to give a shout out to my colleague and friend and, and, and now the uh, co-owner and creative director of the agency, Mike Hayward came up with that and the idea was you know felix was a warrior he wanted to pitch every day so uh you know obviously the the, the construct was felix uh disguises himself as this guy named larry bernandez so that he can pick and uh and, and and felix embraced it you know again that might have been one of those things on the line where you're making fun of a player but he loved it and uh, yeah that was a big success and uh, that was a precursor to the King's Court, an idea Greg Green at the Mariners had. But I think it kind of, you know, raised Felix's profile and, 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 and got people rallying around him. And people would show up with the with the mutton chops, you know, and with, the, with, with the long hair and everything. So that was, yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, the whole Larry Bernandez thing, it was one of these things that at first I didn't get it. Then it was explained in the commercials it made so much sense that he just wanted the ball all the time. And, that, and that's why we, we, we love this guy. And he also had some other good commercials too. Uh, do you remember the one where he had the ventriloquist? Oh, yeah. um, there was also one that wasn't done by them, but it was like more of like a national one where he's, he's at the carnival throwing and getting the, like, like uh, he's at like a carny station, like getting like stuffed animals from throwing. Um, I mean, with the way Felix went out his business on the mound and then how he did those commercials, I mean, he was meant to do those types of commercials. They fit him perfectly, and he was he all did. about it. And, and again, the alter ego, I like it. Kind of doesn't draw, like, big comparisons or parallels to it, but, like, the Walter thing, it's just kind of more of, like, a meme or, a, you know, than, than it, I know it's a real persona, but isn't it kind of apropos that this week, Logan Gilbert, you know, goes out there and has this dominating game against San Diego and has a line that hasn't been, nothing's been that close since. Very ironic. Yeah, no doubt. The King's Court, how that was brought up and, and created and how he treated the, the, the his court and how they would start chanting with two strikes. It was just out of this world of, of the way he treated the fans and how he fed off them. Uh, I'll never forget that one iconic photo where he uh, went into the King's court and stood on the uh, side rail as all the fans were behind him with his hands up, kind of like the Rocky Balboa pose. Uh, it's one of the memories that I'll never forget about Felix Hernandez. It, yeah. It's uh, it's a tearjerker. And I, I was so amped up. Last year, when he he was what, throwing out the first pitch of the uh, playoff game and was in the house supporting, because listen, this is kind of like the let's be honest, this is the organization the way it is now, and the coaches that had to uh, 
go in a different direction from Felix. So it was good to see that there wasn't this big divide between, you know, Scott and Jerry and, and Felix. Cause if you remember, he, it wasn't such a glorious move. For, I mean, it wasn't so uh, peaches and cream when he had to be moved to the bullpen and, 2018 but that's what the team needed i happened to be at the game when he was possibly going to make his first uh relief appearance and he ended up doing it it was in oakland but it was in the first inning after during the first inning when james paxton uh you know got nailed with the ball and had to leave the game and look there's the warrior felix hernandez going out there and just keeping the game nice and close i think this very first batter hit a home run and there was the guy on first base. And then after that, he just had this brilliant, gutsy, gutsy performance down in Oakland. The Mariners, of course, ended up not <laughs> scoring any runs in. <laughs> and they lost the fucking game. Go figure. But, I mean, yeah, how many games in his career that he didn't get the run support? And anytime it starts happening to somebody like Luis Castillo, for example, we're like, it's the ghost of Felix. This is the ghost of his career, of of the of the of the lineups in his career, which is shitty and unfortunate. And you're right. When you said this at the beginning, when there was no other teams on his list, he had every chance and all the reasons in the world to go somewhere else. Yeah, he, uh, you're exactly right. But he chose to stay here. And uh, there's not many Seattle athletes as prominent you know, besides baseball. that's as prominent and a superstar like Felix Hernandez is that decided to stay in Seattle. I, I Yeah. I, it, what a guy. It is even as, as much as you could say that about Ichiro at one point, he's like, yeah, it's fine. I, I'd rather go try to win a chip, you know, <laughs> like Felix was, they both played for the Mariners for a very long time. Uh, and are, you know, they, their, their ships definitely cross paths. So out of the, you know, Mariner hall of famers, for the Mariners, I mean, in his era, I, I think his only teammate in this will be Ichiro. Oh, actually, Griffey. I forgot Griffey did come back. So he did play with Griffey, and he did play with um, Ichiro. But now, uh, you know, he's kind of that, you know, he's definitely the youngest, without a doubt, uh, in, in the Mariners Hall of Fame. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. You're exactly right. Um and I just want to comment on that other – just a moment ago you mentioned about that playoff game with uh, Felix coming out from right center field, uh, walking out with the ball and throwing that pitch. Uh, I mean, what a treat for you to be at the playoff game and then to have that happen. I was sitting at home and I could feel the adrenaline coming through my body as I watched that happen. I mean, what a glorious moment that was. It was, but listen, it's, it felt glorious to me, but I was literally in the line going through security when it happened. And then I saw the clip on the board when I got up to the top of the escalator and it still moved me. And hey, they, yeah. and then later in the game, there was many innings where they had to figure something out <laughs> in between the innings. Yeah. And one of the times was they, you know, they, one time it was like Macklemore. One time it was, uh, I don't know, Bill Nye the Science Guy or Joel McKay. I don't know, somebody like that. And then when Felix came out and like was, you know, it was just like the the raising of the 12th flag. The place was amped and you're like, 
I remember looking at the ninja and going, it's happening now, you know, we're going to win this game. Huh? Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. And yeah, that's yeah. Hank Carum, George Brett, Nolan Ryan, Dick Clark, Elton John, James Dean, Woody Allen, Mac Damon, Rick Berry, Michael Douglas, Billy Martin. Okay, okay, I get it. There's a lot of guys with two first names. But uh, yeah, Felix Hernandez, super happy. I know there's a lot more to cover on him, but we just wanted to have just a quick little you know, impromptu conversation. We were going to put it at the end of yesterday's episode. And I was like, I don't want to just rush through Felix. Neither did you, Hannah. No, I'm glad we talked about it. Um, my, me personally, I never got a chance to sit in the King's court. How about you? Uh, I have not. It felt or it came off as more of like a football or college crowd than your typical major league crowd. Yeah, I mean, they tried to replicate it with a Maple Grove, uh, which was nowhere near what the Kings Court was. They have now the no-fly zone, which is, you know, making its way towards it. But it, it still doesn't have the juice of the Kings Court. No, I mean, look, you could have five or six two-strike counts in an inning because that's kind of was a little bit some people go it was a little bit of a distraction for him like he would get juiced up yes. on that strike two and try to get that punch out uh, but i mean that's how much he was connected to the crowds uh but yeah the the fly zone is you know on and popping but that's gonna be you know case by case very like circumstantial of how the game goes julio has a great day at the plate there, it's gonna be the place to be if the balls hit out to center field quite a bit and he's making plays like he did the other night with three amazing plays, robbing home runs with the theatrics, it's the place to be. But let's say the balls he getting hit the other way, he gets walked, you know, maybe it strikes out a couple of times. It could be a, a, a not so fun place, at least the Felix, whether it was a great game, which most of the time it was, or it was going south, you at least had, I would assume, something to get up and you'd have a cue, you know. Oh yeah, and sitting out, sitting out in the white, uh, sitting out in the uh, no fly zone could be like you're an actor sitting in catering waiting to get used. I don't know. So I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Two different things. Yeah. With that being said, though, I you know I think we'll we'll talk some more about Felix. Definitely, we'll be talking about how the weekend went. I'm sure, it's going to be great. Uh, it's kind of also crazy. Baltimore was the last team that he ever put a uniform on, didn't throw a pitch in the season, but that was the last uniform he had on was the Baltimore Orioles. They're here in town. Um, maybe the first pitch is him hitting one of the Orioles. I don't know. but uh, And their social media network uh, claims that their all-star closer is the new King Felix too. So there's uh, a little bit of that backstory as well. So, um, like King, like our King Felix is uh Twitter handle. He's the real King Felix. Oh my God. I'm glad you didn't let that hide away from here because I get it. That is a badass dude, but come on to use this guy, unless to use this guy's nickname or, or take on this guy's nickname or for another organization to take on their nickname. It, is stupid 
it's it's dumb. I get it. There, there's always going to be the kid. I mean, Griffey wasn't the first kid. Gary Carter was the kid. I'm sure. I think Ted Williams might have been the kid. I don't know. Somebody's the kid at 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 any point. Big Poppy. Yeah, that's that's a you don't touch that one. King Felix. I don't know. It's, it's a, this guy's too short in the tooth in his career to be getting a name like that. But I also am like. That's Baltimore doing that. I mean, these guys are idiots. Look what they did with the broadcaster that said that they suck against Tampa Bay. He got fired. He got fired for, t- got fired for telling the truth. And even though that their organization gave them a, you know, a, a stat packet, or I mean, gave them all the graphics and the whole setup of the show, but that's a whole nother podcast. But uh, look there, that's a good team. We're going to... Felix weekend goes the way it's going to go, as we know, and the Mariners could uh, have a really good weekend. This is going to be a weekend to remember. So I'd say get on down to the ballpark. I wish I could be there. Yeah. uh, Saturday for the induction, I believe it's sold out, but tickets available uh, Friday and Sunday. So check out your favorite friends here at Rye Bread and Mustard uh, for their tickets on StubHub or get your tickets at uh, the Mariners Ticket Box Office. Yeah, get them, get them wherever you get in. Get them where you fit in. You know what I mean? Anyway, if you're down at the game and you got some good footage and you're posted on your social medias, don't be afraid to tag us so we can see it. We'll, we'll put it on our thread. Um, anyways, uh, this is the Felix Hernandez uh, roundtable uh, coffee discussion. We're going to get out of here. We'll see you on, or we'll be all up in their earbuds on Monday morning. Hannah, you know what time it is. Charge. Long live the king. <laughs>